Spoon. And um, glad you could join us uh, tonight. Uh, tonight we uh, have our guest is uh, Harvey uh, Wasserman. He's a former Columbia University professor and historian and a progressive activist in solar power uh, and uh, anti-nuclear issues and uh, American politics. Uh, Harvey is a well-known author and a contributor to numerous progressive publications. He also has a podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about his latest book uh, coming up uh, on the elections and uh, on a new how to establish new and fair elections in the United States. And uh, we're going to go to him in just a second here. I'm going to dial him up, and hopefully he'll be on the other end. And uh... Hi, you've reached Harvey Wasserman, 614-738-3646. I rarely check my voice messages. Please leave me a text and or email me at solartopia at gmail.com. That's S-O-L-A-R-T-O-P-I-A at gmail.com, or please leave me a text. Thank you very much. No nukes and no more stolen elections. The mailbox oh, is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye. This is, this is, isn't this amazing? I mean, what the, what the fuck? This is the number they give you, right? You know, and the, the, the bastard doesn't even, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call you bastard, but the guy doesn't even answer the fucking phone. So, you know, this happened to me twice now in the last couple of weeks, and I'm getting a little pissed at these guys. Um, beginning to see, uh, uh, think that uh, something is going wrong here. Just, um, yeah, uh, I, you know, just beyond me, how anybody can, uh, anybody can be like this. You know, the, you, you get to the point of being, uh, you know, I talk to so many people like this, you know, this. And you think, yeah, Christ, you know, you put on a show for them, whatever the fuck, and they don't even show up. Well, you know, fuck them all. Because I, I, you know, I don't need them, and I don't need shit from anyone. In fact, if anything, I give shit, you know. So, uh, you know. So anyway, um, to be polite, fuck. You know, I don't want to be polite anymore. I'm sick of being polite. Let's be like Trump, you know what I mean? Let's be like him, all right? Um Let's be more like Trump and say, hey, fuck the world, man. Fuck you. I, I cannot stand this guy. I can't stand Trump in any fucking way in the world. And I'm going to, tonight I was going to read uh, a couple of articles that I had written on my website. Uh, Harvey can, yes, who the fuck cares about Harvey? And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I hate being stood up. One of the most pissed off things you can get. But that's okay. He's an intellectual. I don't know. It's a reason like this people don't get uh, on radio shows. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. I'm backing out of this for a minute, and I'm going to go over, and I'm going to go to my website. And as for all of you who... Want to look at it? It's called lasteelshow.org. Now check it out. I got some great stuff. Got some funny stuff on there too. Uh, 
I got a featured article by Eileen Proctor <laughs> this week. It's called Donald Trump, the Anima of the People. That's kind of funny. I thought it was funny, and I've been friends with her for many years. So I, 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 I uh, said, yeah, sure, go on out. <laughs> uh, another featured article, you know, here we got, uh, I wanted to, uh, I wish you would go to the site. I, I wrote something recently, and I, um, here's, here's a meme that, uh, that I got the other day, and it said, I could write jokes for 800 years, and I'd never think of something funnier than Trump booking the Four Seasons for his big presser, and it turns out to be the Four Seasons total landscaping parking lot between a dildo store and a crematorium. And he's got a picture of uh, Giuliani, crazy Giuliani there, um, standing in front of the landscape company and uh, declaring that Trump won. You know, what a goddamn idiot. These people are idiots. But anyway, let's move on. Okay, I got I got one of the best uh, assemblies of memes, anti-Trump memes in the in the world. I think compiled on my website, and uh, yeah, I get a thousand or so, a thousand or more. Yeah, a thousand to two thousand regular visitors every day, with over twenty thousand subscribers just on my website. And uh, but I got I got some great stuff. I wrote this article on uh, in October, and uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, Republicans search deep and wide for a new party vision in 2020. And I got a I got a meme I got from a, from a friend of mine. It says GOP, the party with a vision. And it's got a picture of a guy with his head up his ass. <laughs> It's a small wonder they can't see reality. But the, my art, my short article uh, just says this, and it's got another of, of really funny, funny shit on it there. It says, the visionaries of the Republican Party and RNC leaders are searching deep and wide in their desperate search for new leadership with a new vision to capture the interest of the American electorate. Clinging to Trump's long-failed plans of making America great again means putting their heads up their asses once again to find their own meaning of honesty, justice, and equality in America in the dank, dark regions of their own shitholes between their ears. There are no honest Republicans anymore. They are all crooks and thieves and Trump cronies clinging to their desperate, longing, lame believers who mix up Christianity with insanity, believing Trump is their savior when Trump is without a doubt the beast in revelation. There will not be a right-wing revolution when Trump is defeated next week because no one in the federal government will support any lame duck order or Trump to uh, undermine the election results. It's all over for the Repug Party and Trumpians forever. Under Biden and Harris administration, all white supremacist groups will be arrested as national terrorists, and Trump and his entire family will be arrested and indicted for high crimes against the American people. And, uh, the, you know, this is, uh, I wrote this on October 29th, before the, before the election, but uh, predicting what would happen, and uh, this is what happened. So, now just to let you know, uh, that was an article I wrote. It's on my website. 
Now, this, this one is rather important to me because if you happen to be a Trumper and you're listening to me, I, I really feel sorry for you. I really do. You know, I, I know I'm one, one of my best friends is a Trumper, and I, I really, I really have a hard time, you know, with that. And I know he has a hard time with my side. But I mean, we we don't, you know, we uh, try not to talk about it too often. And um, the martyrdom of Trump's disciples and followers. Devoted followers of Donald Trump are martyring themselves for their leader. They are his faithful, like all um, cult followers, who follow Jim Jones, Adolf Hitler, and Charles Manson, all agents of Satan in his, in his genocide of mankind. All Trump's faithful fanatics hide behind their torn quotes of Christianity. The fornicating Falwells and the imbeciles of the far right have given up all rational thought and submitted their lives and their lives of their children on the fake fantasy of Donald Trump's promises, clothed in hate, lies, and violence. Trump's fake love for his followers is to deceive them into believing he cares for them when all he cares about is himself and his re-election. I feel very sorry for Donald Trump, his disciples and followers, for their fate will be the same as all cult followers who believe in the false god. Their leader will betray them and poison their Kool-Aid as he now poisons all around him with COVID. I fear for friends and neighbors who have fallen under Trump's spell of hatred entitlement, greed, racism, and narcissism, and risk their lives and others by refusing to wear masks in public places or shout insane defenses for Trump's actions uh, while waving in mass unsocial distancing crowds the American flag of hatred and insanity instead of pride, patriotism, and honor. I fear the end is very near for all Trump followers as he leads them over the cliff of COVID-19, while cursing at all who abide by government safety rules and health uh, concerns for themselves and others. The martyrdom of Trump's disciples and followers will be an impulsive drive of millions to suicide and depression, loss of any future vision but hate, death, violence, despair, is their martyrdom to a false god who once promised them the fulfillment of all their ungodly desires. I wrote that on uh, October 6th of this year. I got a great, uh, a great uh, uh, meme from uh, from from someone uh, recently, and uh, it's uh, <laughs> back in October, and it was a picture of Donald Trump bare ass naked. Yeah, there's a, it's a parody of uh, Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball. But you got you got uh, this one is so funny that it's uh, uh, Donald Trump swinging on a naked, uh, bare ass naked on a on a on a uh, wrecking ball. But the wrecking ball is this is the coronavirus, and, uh, <laughs> and I, I put a, I put up at the top of the uh, the title for this is uh, Trump has COVID nineteen and tries to new tries a new cure with severe side effects. <laughs> I got hundreds of thousands of viewers on that. This was on that one. That was so funny. <laughs> now, see, this this is a little more angry, 
Well, that's uh, that is real. Uh, but the wretched desperation of Trump and his supporters. I wrote this on September 30th. I, I was quite a, quite quite surprised at the amazing, amazing rhetoric and insanity in those crowds that call that go and COVID uh, COVID spreaders. They're uh, Trump's uh, Trump's horrible uh, um, um, rallies. <coughs> But this was after the debate as well. This was regarding the debate. Uh, let me say, tell you what it is here. Oh, yeah, the wretched desperation of Trump and his supporters. After watching 10 minutes of last night's presidential debate, I gave up expecting anything of value to come from the bullshit-gagging, moronic statements of Donald Trump and turned off the television. I have never been so disgusted by a politician as I am by Trump and his hate-filled, desperate lies and vengeful, blatant insults he hurls against Joe Biden. This blatant and pathetic attempt by Trump to harass and insult Biden proved how fearful of Biden he really is and how wretchedly desperate and moronic Trump appears to hundreds of millions, perhaps billions of people around the world who viewed the debate proving that Donald Trump is a wretched, lying, desperate despot holding on to power any way he can. Any Trump-supporting white supremacist and Christian cult follower loved uh, Trump's debate performance last night because they are the same insulting moron lovers who get sexually turned on when Trump pulls down his pants and waves his wilted penis at their opponents on stage. Trump is a disgusting, wretched, orange-faced, lying, desperate loser who knows once he's lost the election, he and his family members will be indicted on hundreds of counts of fraud, tax evasion, corruption, treason, bankruptcy, and 25 outstanding lawsuits against him for sexual harassment, and any accusation against him for having underage sex with, uh, made by Jeff Epstein's partner in crime, Jeff <clears throat> Um, yeah, so um, Joe Biden has nothing to worry about after last night's unhinged insanity exposed by Trump. Um, I think uh, Mr. Wasserman on the line here. I'm going to check this out, if you don't mind. Hold on. All right. Um, hold on. Let me show this one more time. Hi, you've reached Harvey Wasserman, 614 no, I rarely check my voice messages, please. Yeah, she, she uh, the publicist gave me the wrong number. i got to apologize to him for that. Um, uh, she, he gave, she gave me his work number. Um, anyway, uh, we were supposed to have Charlie Wasserman on tonight, and uh, uh, Harvey, rather, I'm sorry, and we might still, but... Um, he has to uh, call in. 
uh, and uh, hopefully he'll go to this, the radio show. It's, it's crazy. There's no way to get hold of him um, because the only number I have is his uh, his, his work number. So um, it's like four o'clock on it's California time. So anyway, um, that's too bad. That's too bad. Um, and she didn't give him the show number, obviously. I guess so. Well, I I can't tell him to call in either. <laughs> this is not a not a well planned program here. Sorry, folks. Um, the only thing I want to say is um, at, at this point I want to go back to. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to connect with with Harvey. And sorry uh, if you happen to be listening, Harvey. Sorry to sorry to. Uh, I think you stood us up. We gave, she gave me the wrong number. But anyway, uh, from that point on, we'll try again. Um, what I wanted to talk about was uh, was the uh, talk, talk, let me go through this. Um, I kind of got disrupted there, but the wretched desperation of Trump. When I, I was, I thought about this, how 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 remarkable it was uh, to be uh, so. So desperate, you know. Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to try Mr. Wasserman one more time here. Hang on a second. Hi, you've reached Harvey Wasserman, 614-738-3646. I rarely check my voice messages. Please leave me a what text. What's wrong here? Yeah, I am. Uh, I got an issue here. Um, let's see. That's not the right number. Um, if you pause, if you wait one second, folks, I'm going to be just a second here. I'm trying to. I can't. Uh, it's a problem with the lake landline. You get, you have, uh, you get uh, um, problems. But anyway, uh, let me let me move on. Um, I'm going to. Uh, oh, if we can correct this, we will be all right. But uh, I have a feeling we may not be able to tonight. And uh, I have to apologize to Mr. Weinstein. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Wasserman. Uh, let's see. Let's go back there. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know what to say. I'm going to, um, uh, at a loss here of communicative loss, and, uh, let's do that. I don't. I don't know what to do. Um, okay. Um, now let's kind of forget this. I'm getting a little peeved. You know, I'm gonna go back through some some history this year and uh, on my website. I think it's important to do that because back in July. Um, when uh, Trump and Stone, uh, I don't know if you remember Roger Stone, 
But uh, Roger Stone was arrested. And Trump and Stone are the two most corrupt men in America. And Trump commuted his sentence. He couldn't pardon him because he was in, he was convicted on eight on uh, um, uh, uh, I said like uh, five eight charges I think and given eight years uh, in prison. And um, he couldn't pardon him, but he could commute the sentence to no time at all. Now let me just read the article. I says for more uh, words kept um, few more words need to be said that haven't been said already uh, reported about the two most corrupt men in America. Donald Trump commuted uh, Roger Stone's um, prison sentence yesterday before Stone served one day of his eight-year prison sentence. Stone lied to a grand jury, tampered with witnesses, and lied to prosecutors in the Russian election fraud investigation by Robert Mueller. Stone was the medium for Russia and uh, Assange, uh, WikiLeaks, and the leaks of 30,000 DNC emails during Trump's 216 campaign. Stone has been a close uh, uh, Trump friend and ally for 40 years. Few people in the world know more about the political and criminal corruption of Donald Trump and the Republican Party than Roger Stone. Trump will have his day in jail, and no one but any uh, but another criminal president would ever pardon him. That's the truth. I wrote that back in July. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, there's so much things have happened, so many things have happened. Um, and uh, back in... Uh, June of June 24th, uh, right after the uh, George Floyd uh, uh, murders, um, I heard this wonderful musical tribute to George Floyd, sung by a 12-year-old boy named Kedron Bryant, and I posted it on my website. This was back in June of 24, and um, I introduced it this way, and I said, uh, "This song and video are truly heart-rendering." and reach the human soul in ways few songs ever do. Kedron Bryant, a 12-year-old boy, so eloquently expressed the pain, fear, and rage of an entire race, um, a rage uh, of an entire race of people suffering under the inhumane racism against black people in America and around the planet. Kedron Bryant will be immortalized for his song, as will the memory of George Floyd black American who was unjustly and brutally murdered by white um, Minneapolis, Minnesota policemen. The outrage of the American people and all black Americans will never be silenced until the guilty policemen are severely, uh, severely punished. And racism in America is criminalized and forever banned. And upholding, and upholding and defending the true meaning of all men are created equal under the eyes of God. And I hope I can bring this up. I have it here, and I can play it for you. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. It's only about three minutes long. But the, this boy, uh, this song went viral. And um, uh, he's, uh, quite a, he's only a 12-year-old kid. I'm hoping I can pick it up here. Um Hang on one second. It doesn't seem to want to. It must be being played so many times. It's just amazing. It's got a, quite a loop on it here. But um, in the meantime, as I try to bring this up, we're going to. Um, there's uh, 
so much more that's happening now, and I, that's why I was hoping to talk to uh, Harvey uh, tonight. But uh, that is going to happen, I guess. And uh, um, yeah, that's the that's the uh, unfortunately the extent of that. Um, this is a short. I'm sorry, sorry that this one is not coming up. That's too bad. That's really too bad. But if you if you want to hear it, anybody wants to hear it, you can go to YouTube. And um, oh, here it's coming. Here it's coming. The nice video that goes with this too. That song was uh, I Just Want to Live by Keaton Bryant, his 12-year-old boy. And that's been, I think, since June, probably, I don't know how many millions of times. Um, a wonderful, wonderful rendition of that. And uh, remarkable uh, talent. Uh, it's so heartfelt. And the 12-year-old boy singing that way, man. 
you can you can understand the fear, the fear after George Floyd. That's why Black Lives Matter um, went crazy, and I don't blame them. Now here's a guy. Now this, this was uh, back in June, and uh, Peter Navarro is probably Trump's greatest sycophant. He's the um, he's the uh, national. Um, uh, I believe. He was the foreign affairs advisor, or now, now I believe the security advisor of some sort. I, I don't know, but um, but he he went on. Oh, let me go. Uh, um, let me go through this for a minute. I'll talk. Um, let me read this. Through all my years as a political observer and talk show host, I have never witnessed such a complete and utter sycophant as Peter Navarro. I thought. Everyone in the Trump administration had their heads up Trump's ass, but Navarro has his head so far up Trump's ass, it's implanted in Trump's colon. Wow. That is an amazing feat for anyone, even Trump's recent 6,200 brain-dead followers who attended the Trump-Tulsa, Oklahoma rally and are now all likely to have coronavirus and die from it or infect their families, friends, coworkers, and townships in the deadly disease. Navarro stated in his reply to CNN's Jake Tapper interview, um, questioning uh, his interview, question regarding the reduction of COVID-19 testing that Trump was making a tongue-in-cheek joke about cutting back on COVID-19 testing because it makes him look bad, and the more positive tests there are. Recent mainstream reports state that Trump has cut back on funds for COVID testing and funds for a cure. Navarro first warned Trump about the China virus back in January, but Trump ignored it. And the U.S. now has more than 2.2 million cases of coronavirus. That was back in June. We are now up to 11 million cases, okay? Um, and over 120 people dead. We are now over 250,000 people dead. You know, 120,000 dead back in June. Navarro should be shot and stuffed on the wall of the Oval Office as a warning to all of what a sick, lying Trump sycophant looks like. Uh, right next to Stephen Miller and Kellyanne Conway. Trump's administration and West Wing nest of parroting morons will go down in history as the most ignorant, ambitious, corrupt, and inept group of presidential aides and idiots ever put together by any president. I blame the cowardly Congress for their invertebrate actions um, against Trump and his sycophant Senate leaders McConnell and Graham to have made a complete mockery of senatorial, com uh, uh, senatorial competence. These idiots have brought down the integrity of the institution to a cesspool of corruption, bigotry, and insanity. The Trump impeachment trial was a complete mockery of senatorial integrity and injustice. Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham should be censored and removed from their seats and the Senate, of, and the Senate on grounds of sheer incompetence and corruption. It's in time for a major change in U.S. government or the United States will be less than a third world country whose citizens are reduced to internal war and poverty, joblessness and ignorance. We are there already through our corrupt system of elections and the level of the utter incompetence of our elected politicians. Everyone in the United States government 
national, state, and local, prove time and again that money is all that matters to get elected, and racism, cruelty, bribery, and ignorance are the main bywords of American government. And boy, I'll tell you, that's 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 the real thing. That is the real thing. Um, I think. Uh, um, You know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to... Oops, sorry. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did I do that? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Okay, hang on, folks. Hang on a second. Coming back here to the real world. Hope I didn't disconnect myself. Probably did. But um, the reason I'm uh, what I'm what I'm what I'm so disconcerted about these days is is that there's just so much insanity going on. You know, just so much insanity. I can't handle it myself. And uh, you know, I I I try to avoid um, thinking about it. You know. But uh, it just doesn't seem to uh, want to go away. We're we're at a at a point of no return here, you know. And uh, I'm sorry to say, and it just seems that the the entire um, um, entire world is going mad, just totally, absolutely mad. And if you if you um, do if you could be um, uh, if I could uh, lead you to to my website once again, lastillshow.org. I'd also like to uh, have refer you to my uh, to my uh, um, uh, art uh, website, art and photography website, uh, and that is uh, there's a that's a link with, to my own site. Uh, it's a twin site actually, but it's um, art and photography of LA Steel. Uh, dot la still show dot o o r g. Um, yeah, it's kind of a long way, but my designer had a a, a sense of humor. But anyway, uh, I just thought we would, uh, if you look at that, there's about three thousand uh, three thousand um, uh, uh, images. Okay, I say images, art and photography. Uh, digital art and photography. I've had a number of sh- number of showings uh, as well, exhibits, and um, had a big one last month, which is really nice. Uh, actually, in September. Yeah. But um, you know, we, there's uh, there's a lot of stuff there, and that's part of what I do. But I but I need that release from this <laughs> area, especially during the Trumpian period. It's driving me absolutely insane. So I uh, I can understand anybody else who's being driven insane by it, but I, I ask that you go to my website because if you go there, you'll find that uh, the, uh, uh, the there's a lot of fun stuff, you know. And uh, you know, this is Black Lives Matter. The thing was uh, that thing with that that really got me um, thinking. Oh, and when it, if anybody saw that video of George Floyd being murdered, it was just like, oh my God, yeah. And, uh, but this was, uh, I first published this on, uh, April 1st, uh, in 07, believe it or not. 
2007, but I, I re, re uh, but after the, uh, it's, it, actually it's in my archives if you go there, to uh, uh, f- uh, April 1st, uh, 2000, uh, 2007, and uh, which is actually April Fool's, but uh, the name of this uh, essay is called uh, The Prophecy of Niger, The Promise. Niger being spelled N-G-R, okay? I get those words, N-G-R. The first prophecy of Niger is called The Promise. I first published this on April 1st on this on my website, lastealshow.org. Must the skies fall one... Must the skies fall before one knows darkness? Is it death to all who do not understand me. Now, this is the prophecy of Niger, and this is taken from a, uh, and I will quote the uh, actual uh, quote here. Um, yeah, I have a, a, a credit issue somewhere. Um, prophecy, okay, an ancient prophecy of Niger, who was the um, uh, name, that was the name of the god of the of the African god the like our god, the god and it goes like this, must the skies fall before one knows darkness, is it death to all who do not understand me, I am known throughout the world, I am the dead and rising king, my people have laid my spirit in a tomb and guarded it with their lives. See my tomb before you in the shadow of Samaran. See it in the night without stars or moon. See the darkness before the sky fall, the skies fall and seek the shelter of my tomb. I am the truth and the light. I am the past and future. I speak to all who will listen freely. I speak not to those who cover to cower or on their knees or close their eyes in fear of me. I speak not to those who beg me uh, for prosperity and freedom for their oppressors while worshiping gold, carved stone, bronze, and wooden statues of idols. Lost are you who question me. Lost are you who do not hear me. Do not search the stars for me. I do not condemn the crowns I have given them. For they do not die, nor do they live. They serve the universe I have created. The rich firmament of earth from which you were created has been contaminated by your waste. It is filthy place. I see nothing clean. My skies are filled with chemicals. My trees are, my trees die from axes and saw blades. My children are dying from neglect, murder, and despair. It is time now to listen to me. As all above, so below. I am the least of all and the greatest of all. I am the cursed and the blessed. None shall pass through this world without my knowledge. None shall die without my permission. I now curse a high-born, all high-born and lift up the lowly. My spirit shall rule the earth once more. When the lowly rise to overtake the high-born, 
All who worship their wealth will perish by the rage of the starving and destitute. The gluttonous will vomit their treasures to devour their own souls. There shall be a rumbling of earth like the world has never known before. There shall be rivers of lava streaming over the land. Rain, uh, rains shall be a fire, and fires will not cease. Man will cry for forgiveness, but only the blessed shall I hear. I am not Christian. I am not Jewish. I am not Muslim. I am not Hindu. I am not Buddhist. I am not a myth or pagan idol. I am not a wretched dragon or beast with horns. I am not a man or woman or leader or nation of nations. I am not these. I have no church or home on earth. I dwell within the souls of all who know and welcome me. My home is beyond the stars and heavens. My spirit will not be denigrated further by the willful ignorance and wickedness of mankind. Those who deny this truth and laugh with scorn will know emptiness without end. I am the light and the way. Those who do not see my light will perish in darkness. I am the only light. I am life. I am the one and only creator. No man, beast, or spirit has been conceived without my thought. No greatness, love, or kindness can be granted without my acknowledgement. My word is my promise. I have made a covenant with man, and I now make a new covenant. All who listen to my words and ask for me to dwell in them shall have my spirit and blessing forever. Forever, forgiveness is mine, revenge is mine. I am God and creator. Rebuke all evil and wickedness, end all war and violence. Love your children, love your fellow creations. Love and honor all who are righteous. Condemn all spawn of darkness with my spirit. You will know them. With my spirit within you, they cannot harm you. Rise up and prepare for my coming. Have courage. You will fear no one if you harbor my spirit within you. I promise all who believe in me divine strength, divine honor, divine immortality. Niger, N-G-R. Niger is another name for God. I discovered recently that Niger is the African sacred name of God. The term Niger, N-G-R, was later uh, phrased by white Europeans as Negro or black, uh, then slang by slave traders and slave owners as nigger. To verify the statement, please go to counterracism.com. Once I discovered that the African word for God was Niger, I wondered what would happen if the entire world knew that God's name had been desecrated by the white race into the most insulting name known to members of the African race. While white people celebrate Sunday in the name of their white God, they continue to deny and denigrate the true God by condemning his name, real name of Niger or Nigger, N-G-R. And so when I read that and I found that, and I said, oh, my God, that's amazing. But, um, you know, I, uh, uh, there's a lot of things. And this is the first prophecy of Niger, the promise. So he's going to turn things around. And it, he already predicted this uh, a long time ago. I, not, this was found in Africa. This was a uh, prophecy of Niger. And it goes way back. Um, now, millennials, millennium. So, uh, 
but that but it, it it mirrors what every what Christianity says. It's like what Christ said, um, "I am God." You know, within me, live God lives through me. You know that kind of. So, but that that was amazing. But it but to know that NGR is actually the name of the God, African, uh, and turned to the nigger. Is it really such a degradation of God's name? Um, the African people, who were the first, uh, the first people, you know. Um, if anybody remembers uh, anthropology? Uh, um, their anthropology lessons with uh, was it Lucille? I believe it was Lucille who was the first, the mother of creation, <laughs> the first, the oldest skeleton they have found, they've ever found, and it was a black lady in uh, in Africa. So yeah. So anyway, this is my. Uh, hmm. That was fun. Uh, here's something you might want to think about. And uh, a while back, uh, I was uh, this is uh, I can't I can't remember when I got this, but it was sometime early this year. And um, a friend of mine had it on his Facebook account. He's just been amazing. He sent it out to me, and it says, uh, "And the beast was given." A mouth uttering haughty and blasphemous words, and it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months. Now, this was the Revelation 13:10. It was chapter 13, verse 10 in the Revelation. And this particular meme here has got, uh, you know, the Satan, uh, Satan on the uh, Trump as the beast. You know, and uh, I, and if you look at if you go to the Revelation 13, uh, chapter 13, uh, read it, and it, it talks about the beast. And this is an exact quote from there. And I've read the, I've read the, 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 uh, the, the actual uh, full. It's a much longer. Re- I mean, this is just a quote from that, from that chapter, or from that, um, yeah, from that chapter. And it's, and I'll read it again. It says, "And the beast was given a mouth uttering haughty and blasphemous words." It was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months, and he, you know, this uh, this is this is happening through the time of tribulation. This is the, um, you know, if anybody believes it, June 2020 is month 42. June 20, June June was when uh, he was um, uh, uh, impeached. You know, the month he was impeached, and it just seems interesting that they predicted. June uh, 2020 is the month, is 42 months okay, of Trump's presidency. Uh, let's make the prophecy revelation. And uh, but uh, the prophecy actually said it would be an authority for 42 months. Uh, yes, but June was the month that he was impeached, and that was the 42nd month. Truly amazing, you know. <laughs> totally, totally mind blowing, and. Uh, I found it to be. Um, we're going to talk about. Uh, there's one more, a uh, couple more. I have. Uh, I'd like to read to you tonight. And uh, just give me a second. I'll make sure there's no calls. Okay. And uh, no, it was uh, amazing. We have. Uh, let's see. If anybody remembers, back in the third of June of this year, when Trump uh, made his. Uh, Bible stand there, you know, at the, after they, uh, after he had the, the riots, and 
he and his uh, group of uh, sycophants walked walked uh, walked the block there with uh, with uh, armed guards all around him. And he had a Bible in his hand, you know, and bar behind him. It was hysterical. But the greatest farce in the world has taken place in Washington D.C. yesterday, was as President the farce Donald Trump poses with his partial cabinet for a photo op in front of the Episcopal Church in Washington, D.C., and was denounced by the Episcopal Bishop as a fraud and a farce by Trump holding up uh, a, a Bible and carrying, <laughs> calling for military and police force to stop the riots. Most Americans by now are embarrassed, disgusted, and fed up by Donald Trump. I predict he will be removed from office this month, and I was wrong either by force or by his resignation. The Washington, D.C. riots are too close and too angry for Trump and his sycophants and his cabinet to ignore. Over 60 Secret Service agents were attacked and wounded by protesters while trying to protect Trump from this this riot. They removed Trump from the White House to his underground bunker and millennia in Sun Baron. I can only imagine the waves of hate mail and threats Trump and everyone in his family and administration are receiving. And I love this uh, this statement uh, made by the uh, um, anonymous, okay? And uh, and it says a single bee is ignored, but when millions come together, even the bravest run in fear. The one thing the government fears is the day we stand together. Boy, I like that a lot. I really like that a lot. So anyway. Uh, we're almost near the end of the show. Um, I, uh, I don't know if you had, got a chance to listen to this, uh, Harvey. I'm sorry, uh, uh, we didn't we didn't hook up. I thought uh, I didn't realize there was a, a problem there. She gave me the wrong phone number. Uh, your publicist did. So uh, yeah, maybe we can have him on again. Um, but next week, um, next week we're gonna have. Um, uh, a friend that we just we had on well, last week, I believe it was last oh, the week before, last week I think it was, and um, she um, she wrote a book. Uh, I told you uh, this book on. Uh, I wish I had it in my hands here. I don't. Um, and you got a hundred things piled up on bookcases and everything else. You have a tendency to misplace things. But anyway, um, let me tell you, uh, um, it was about 3084, I believe it was, she wrote about it. She was a a Middle Eastern uh, journalist. And um, um, and we talked about uh, about Middle East involvement and uh, uh, what's going on over there. And now that he's threatened to... uh, uh, He's threatened to blow up their new. Uh, Trump is threatened to blow up their nuclear uh, or centrifuge um, uh, before he leaves office. Uh, I'm going where she wants to come back, or she asked me to come back on to talk about it, and um, we will do that. Um, um, what was I going to say? Um, everything else is uh, pretty much the same. Just like more miserable as, as that bastard doesn't. Uh, won't won't go back to you know whatever. Uh, won't won't get the hell out. 
funny. Uh, this I wrote this back in May. It's called Obamagate is Trump's new obsession to distract the nation from his complete incompetence. This was back in May. This is when he was starting to he was he was knocking Obama every which way he could. And um, it says Trump is the world's greatest idiot to ever hold high office. As an American, I am completely embarrassed by the thought of Trump as president. The entire world knows that he is and who he is, yet so many people either ignore his incompetence and stupidity, or they just laugh at him and shrug their shoulders, wondering how to get rid of him before he and his White House of insane as an insanity destroy the country. Already, economists and historians are startled stating that the U.S. economy is at its lowest levels of growth and unemployment in the last 101 years, as a loss of GDP of minus 50%, with over 26 million Americans unemployed and hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of small, mid-sized businesses closed and never uh, to never reopen due to Trump's idiotic response to the coronavirus pandemic and his moronic tariffs which have destroyed hundreds of thousands of farms throughout the U.S. Now, back in May, there were 26 million Americans. Since then, there have been, that's probably almost doubled, okay, since then. Um, And more to come. I believe God exists. And for more, for some reason unknown to mankind, he has plagued the U.S. and the world with the most ignorant, crooked, brain-dead moron as the leader of the free world. Perhaps it is a revelation proclamation of the coming of the beast and the disguise of Donald Trump, or just a divine joke on humanity by their creator, so the rest of the universe can have a great laugh at the imbecilic fate and demise of Earth's dominant creature. Huh. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's true. What the hell are we thinking about? How far away from our... Um, From our souls, can we be by worshiping Trump? And it's just, you know, just friggin' frightening to believe that we have. Um, I was thinking of this sweet, this great lady uh, today. Um, a wonderful uh, friend of ours. I close the show on this one. A tribute to Gail Corey Townsend. She was a, uh, a great journalist and friend of ours. And uh, she was a Palestinian activist. And uh, we, did a, we, did a, we did several shows with her uh, television programs. And I have this one on my site, but it, it's, a one, it's an hour long, but I, but I won't. Uh, but if you, you have a, if you have a desire to see it. Um, but maybe, no, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'll move on. Let's get us that. Um, well, you know what I'm going to end with tonight? I'm going to end with a, with a song that uh, Lila and I always ended with at night. This is one of my favorite songs in the world. Lila and I would sing it each night with our guests when we closed our FM radio show on WQQQ 103.3 FM. Most Americans over 50 might remember this song. Roy Rogers and Dale Evans. Hope you enjoy it. I wish all of my readers happy trails.
You got 311? Oh. oh, I'm trying to get uh, trying to get this thing to work now. Why isn't finally seeing? Everything on YouTube now is taking so long to come up. No, well, I guess I'm gonna miss it. This is being stubborn. Uh, huh. I'll sing it to you. Because happy trails to you until we meet again. Happy trails to you. Keep smiling until then. Happy trails to you till we meet again. That's a good way to end the show. So anyway, have a good night, sweet everybody, and uh, um, wish you the best. Stay safe and uh, stay warm. It's about 20 degrees here in upstate Connecticut here, uh, northwest Connecticut, and um, kind of cold. So uh, have a pleasant evening, Mr. Wasserman. I'm sorry we did, we couldn't hook up. Hope we can do it again. Um, uh, and forgive my, uh, uh, whatever. Uh, so take care and uh, have a pleasant evening. And uh, we'll talk. We'll tune in next Wednesday night to the same time, same place, and we'll be talking to uh, another absolute uh, fascinating guest. Good night, everyone. Let me end this with some burnt rubber blues.